This is Abnormal Entertainment. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. You're listening to the No Cry Zone, a progressive political podcast on the Abnormal Entertainment Network. And welcome to the No Cry Zone, John and Rob and me and yeah, you're David. Apparently, you guys. I'm gonna actually, actually, uh, you're fired. Oh. Because there's a lot of people leaving Homeland right now that need jobs. So I've decided to hire them all for this. I want techs. I could care less about anybody else. I want the Secret Service guy, and I want to know what he knows. I just want anyone to I want to know that this guy's is, info. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want it. Here's the thing. It's funny, because Stephen Miller, obviously, behind all this, he is the de facto Homeland Security Secretary. He, he is running the department. You mean... What do I call him? <laughs> Worm tongue. <laughs> That's my guy. Worm tongue's my guy. So that guy, you know, it's a mistake. I mean, we'll see how they. But it's almost a mistake to fire these people because it's not just Kirsten Nielsen at the no, top. No, 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 no. I mean, it's the deputies, and then it's people at the third and fourth and fifth rung on the ladder. Her last official duty yesterday was the sending out the tweets of goodbye <laughs> to some of the staff members that got let or or resign. I'm air quoting. Yes, resign. Uh, uh, so it's a mistake, though, for Miller, because I mean, or because if, if he is going to now advance himself to be the face of Homeland Security, which he pretty oh, much is, yeah, I know, <laughs> quite a face. So uh, you know, I, I was just listening to some commentary on NPR, and they have a you know Democratic uh, uh, you know analyst and a Republican analyst. And, the, the Democratic analyst basically just said, you know, when the other side is so fucking it up, he didn't say fucking, but pretty much that you got the gist of it. When they're so fucking it up, your best strategy is to just stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just stand back and go, do what you need to do. Yeah. That's, and let it happen. That, so you, everyone's had that experience at work where everyone hates that dude. Mm. And they're like, oh, man, we got to get rid of him. And then you just see him start to do things like, oh, no, we don't. We'll just wait. We'll just, we just, 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 just going to take it out. Take care of itself. Take care of itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I had a bit of a binge C-span. <laughs> I uh, No. There's a lot of testimony. A bit, of, a bit of, uh, of a switch up in my, my, my cable news life. And, and C-span is now an Internet-only. Only uh, commodity, so I have to go at it, you know, when I when I can find the time and when I'm working and things like that. Um, what I noticed, I was kind of actually watching this time, is central casting is working <laughs> on the job for the Republicans, and central casting has basically made the Democratic side basically a joke. I don't know what they do, but every Democrat you you listen to. I mean, you, you get to hear these people that you've never seen before. There was a, uh, a, a, you know, a white supremacy hearing, and you just never see these names. These are people that you just never see. But every single person there is, A, self-serving, across the board, Democrat, In Republican. Congress, you say? Oh, yeah. Uh, and B, on the Democratic side never got the acting lessons that they needed. Mm. And on the Republican side, they did. And when you look at the C-SPAN and then kind of digest what the news channels are saying, you know, each picks out their own topic. I mean, uh, the one uh, uh, who is the, 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 the Ted Lieu, you know, playing right. the recording of that I saw, one. I saw that That clip. one, if you look at both sides, you can see that both sides can treat that as a victory. And they don't care if the other side sees it. And they don't care because they are so self-serving out of it. Right. So just hold that thought for uh -huh. a second. So just... So, because I've heard from various listeners that they want us to fully explain. We mention things and then we move on too fast. And they oh, go, what, what are they talking okay. about? So, this hearing that was talking about white nationalism, 
uh, or what was? Yeah, the, it was. It was about. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, is white nationalism a threat? Right, right. What and are so we doing about this white woman, Candace Owens, who's mm-hmm. a Republic, who's African American but a Republican operative? Yeah, and uh, invited by the Republicans. Right, invited by the Republicans to speak. And during this hearing, Ted Lieu, Democratic congressman from California, I believe, uh, held up his phone and played a clip of her where she basically uh, soft pedaled Adolf Hitler. Right. We'll put it that now. now it was said afterwards, well, you know, I, I walked back those remarks. You're like, yeah, okay, great, whatever. But you still had this thought that Hitler basically, you know, if Hitler just hadn't put that darn murdering in there, right. he would have been an okay well, guy. He was a, he, she used the word globalist, which right. is another keyword, another dog whistle, you know. So Lou else. holding that up, playing that clip, it, it, it sort of blunted what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to say, there. And the big thing what she was saying was, the Southern strategy is a myth mm-hmm. that the, Repu- you know, the, the, the idea that the Republicans had initiated the Southern strategy beginning with the Nixon administration to basically, you know, use coded language to infuriate white voters and you know alienate others away from and so she was trying to say oh that doesn't exist that's never existed that's a lie it's a myth blah 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 mm-hmm. him playing that quote it sort of it, it took the carpet out from under I thought see and that's your interpretation the other side's like oh she ate his lunch after that right right, right. right. oh yeah clip. for so, sure yeah there's no there's no way around and, that's and, why and Lou actually no did the best that. thing he could have in that situation is he asked the other panelist what do you who you know what right. do you make of this when people you know, backpedal on what Hitler did, and backpedal if if he was a good thing or a bad thing, or if the the South, uh, you know, succeeded because of slavery, and all of these things right. are kind of the whitewashing of history, and the whitewashing of those things do make a difference in the future generations. But my okay, back, to, back my, to your point. Back to my point about my C-SPAN binge watching. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly disgusted with our government <laughs> and everything about it. And here's my giant plan, okay. is we need to get all of the donors that are working for the Democrats, and we need to go take over the Republican Party. We need to switch again. We need that, that kind of a maelstrom of insecurity in order to shake up the system enough that the donors don't know who they're giving money to anymore. Right now... You can count them. They, you know that's what they do. These these big oil is a, is one. You know you saw clips from. You know we need solar panels and not subsidies for. But those are the clips that are out there. You watch that whole fucking thing, and you can watch every narrative play out. We we're talking about the storytelling. Everyone play out, and the Republicans are good at it. <laughs> And the Democrats suck at it. They get all flustered. They're 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 not playing the same game as the Republicans do, time and time the, again. The big difference is, uh, for most Democrats, they're passionate about this. Yes, and it's an acting job. Right to the other side. Yep. So absolutely, that's, that's what's going on. And I'm just saying, let's go get let's, the let's actors on our side. Well, they'll, they'll be we just need to give them a better paycheck for a while. That's my point. Right. Is they are everyone there is so self-serving. They follow. They're like little worms following, following the meal of the the dollars that come <coughs> in. None of them are for <coughs> us. So why do we try to even talk to the Democratic people? They're on our side. Let's go buy the fucking Republican Party. Let's use our money to steal the the two-faced sleazy. Guys but on that our, side, but, but think about it. our money's already been slandered. If you're George Soros or yeah, you're Tom Steyer, these are the two big donors of the Democratic Party, the two big billionaire donors. Mm-hmm. They're slandered through all the propaganda of the, of the Republican you Party. You watch how fast that, that changes when they, they start, start giving, giving money. To, that's true. When they give yeah. money but, to but, McConnell, okay. You but, know, but Tom, <laughs> but, but they're not. Look, it's about issues, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we talk, well, it needs to be about issues. That's what okay. you needed to say. So, it's, so, uh, so. The number one issue to me, it, it is global warming. It is climate change. This is the number one issue that's facing us right now. You know, it's a species-wide issue. Hello, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, one party is in complete, utter fucking denial about it, and and their denial equ- equates to obstruction to getting anything done. All right, 
The other party, the Democrats, the guys, okay, may, may, they may be disorganized. All right? They may not have a coherent strategy. I, I will grant you that. All right? But they at least, A, recognize and admit there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And B, say we must do something about it. That's already two major steps ahead of the Republicans. I don't see how shifting money to the Republicans. Here's how. They want, okay, tell me. Because they don't believe that global warming is an issue because they're paid to not believe that it's an issue. Right. Let's pay them to believe it's an issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but no, you're, you, what I think, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying that they've, they, they do, they believe they're bullshit. The, the, Some of them believe okay. they're bullshit. Some of the committed, the, the, the people, when you look at people like James Inhofe, Inhofe and others like him, okay, these guys, they, they've, They've drank the Kool-Aid. He'll take a right? check. They, they've drank, no, they won't take a check. Oh, he'll take a they check. They will not take a check for global warming. Jordan they, will. You know, if you form it, you, you just got to present it. Besides all that, it's, it's an academic exercise anyway. Right. Because the Koch brothers have a check with at least $1 more on it, if not more. Until they're dead. Ready until they're, oh, they've got, they've got it is a, it <laughs> is the next a, generation lined a, up. A, a double staggered problem that the money doesn't just buy them. They have to get reelected. They want to be reelected as well. But my point is, is since, this is my big epiphany, is since Citizens United, we haven't been playing the game that they have been playing. They have, in their mind, realized this is all money. I have to say whatever the money tells me. I'm going to go out and do this. Oh, my God, oh, my God, we got fucking Trump. Let's go. And that's what they're all doing right now. They're I, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's accurate to say all that they can. I don't think it's accurate to say the Democrats aren't playing this game. In fact, I would say not playing it as well. You know, they are still stuck. And in again, their, you want to know why? Because they're hampered by, by morality. morality. They're hampered by ethics. Why? Okay. Yeah, do we really want? Do we really want to unhinge them from ethics and morality? Yes. I don't. Yes. I don't. I want to win just as bad. I could be just right? sleeper but Joe. But when you go to ends, ju- when you go to ends justify the means, you've taken a wrong turn. Okay, but then uh, then how? Already you... there, Mad Max scenario. Yeah, I mean we have. <laughs> we have I'm, I'm trying. I want to avoid Mad Max. <laughs> this is boiling okay. down, so I, you know, I'm going to be ahead of the curve, hoarding. Like I said, I'm going to hoard gas. You guys are going to be coming to my house. I'll be like, sorry, gave up ethics. Okay, I don't hey, even know you. People. No, I you didn't. Fin- you didn't let me finish okay, until sorry. you can get. Enough people to actually get legislation through. That is, has your morals, has your you, your background in civility, has your background in what the people need and not what the corporations need. But you said you something. You can't get anywhere with this with this current system. We have to break the system you, that they've created in order to fix. You the said something that I think makes the makes the is the real key to this though, and that is that. They want to get reelected, right? Okay, they all, all, uh, all, all of them want to get reelected. Mm-hmm. All right, nobody right. goes there and goes, "I'm only going to be here for two years, and then I'm definitely not running." Right. That, that never happens, right. never, literally. So uh, they all want to get reelected, and the point is to, is to change the the uh, the priorities of the electorate. Mm-hmm. All right, if it's not, it's when you want to switch, you want to have Republicans go. Burr? And look over on the other side and say, "Oh, well, I will take that money." It's when they feel their their jobs are in jeopardy, right? By continuing to deny, if we're going to use that on this issue, and there's other issues, but on this issue, on climate change, if they feel like their position is undermined, if they feel like they're going to lose the next election because they continue to deny climate change, mm-hmm. they will change. They will change their position if they feel like right now, though. The whole party, the whole apparatus is aimed at absolutely still denying that it's an issue and and, and attacking the other side. It's right. all still pointed in that direction. So at least for the next election cycle, into the 2020 cycle, I don't see that changing at all, where they're still going to be in denial. There's no way that, especially in their in the primary system, I mean, to win the primary, because if they don't, they get primaried out by even a, hard, a more hardcore person. But... As we saw in the congressional elections this past November, you know, we saw some very surprised Republicans, including the one that represents this district that we're sitting in, right. who really honestly had no fucking clue that there was a groundswell of, uh, of dissatisfaction amongst their constituents. Because mm-hmm. they didn't listen to them. Because they weren't listening to them. They're too busy listening to 
the, the, the people that are paying them. Right. I mean, paying them, you know, giving them the campaign contributions. So how much did we have she to win keep... by? She actually won by a decent margin when it was all tallied up. Yeah. I think about four percent, four or five percent. That's that's pretty that's good big here. I that's mean, that's big huge. here. In a, here she flipped a red to a blue. I think it's, it's, <clears throat> it's indicative of our whole country, though. Is four to five is what makes the makes or breaks. And that's all we need of right. the other side. It's four to five percent of the Senate. I agree with you that there's. I agree with you that there's that there's no there's not a coherent strategy in the Democratic Party right now. Even without a co- coherent strategy, there's such a monolithic bad guy on the other side right. that it just it, it tends to unite. Even when we're still running around like Keystone cops. Because the other st- the other side is so monolithically horrible, it's hard to paint that as any like George W. Bush. You could paint him to a lot of people that are moderates, so called moderates, the soccer moms, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, that would go, well, I can vote for George W. Bush, even if really if they spend any time looking at the issues, they'd find out I really don't agree with him on a lot of things. But somehow he was made palatable to them, so they, oh, okay. Uh, they would go in and vote for him. I think there's just so many people in this country, and I think 2018 showed it, and we'll see, hopefully, it'll continue with 2020. I'm so nostalgic for they're, W. <laughs> you know, that they're not, that they're not, they're, 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 there's no way you can make Trump palatable to these people. I'm talking about the moderates, mm-hmm. the center. I'm gonna, I there's split, no way you can make him palatable. Let's split the difference. There's here. no way. Rob, Even if you agree with his policies, put up they see him. Like, let's say Hillary. Against Trump. well, yeah, okay. And now I, it changes the game. Okay. It changes the story. We, it if, changes if, the bad guy. You put Pelosi up there. Put you know hmm. another. Put the. Uh, You're talking the White House. Guy. I'm talking. I'm talking Congress. Oh, I, I'm saying those same principles work all the way up and down the line in all of those races. That it comes down to the narrative of it, and I am going to win because if, of because of the big bag Democrat. Not because I'm a bad guy. I'm fighting Pelosi. I'm fighting right. morality. These people are your moral police. That's what we're. That's what we're coming off as right now. Because we are upset. We should be upset. The country should be upset at the things that have happened in the, just the last ten years. Of course. But of course. They are playing it so much slicker and grosser. I see it and, as and and it's working. It's, I see it as trumping. a victory. They're trumping. You know what? If Trump takes a second term. But the Democrats take the Senate, that's a win. That's a win. We're still moving in the right direction. Because you, you're you totally right. The Democrats could easily put up an idiot candidate for 2020 that somehow gets through our primary, because we're not immune to this primary nonsense. Oh, that, God. That gets through, exactly. Right. So that's going to get through our primary nonsense, and somebody that's now has met all of the conditions and is now palatable to the base... But then to the general public is like, yeah. But the general public's like, are you fucking kidding me? And I mean, there's a few of them out there right now. So if we make that mistake, yeah, we're we're probably going to see a second Donald Trump term. But if in the congressional and Senate elections the Democrats continue to gain, that's a win. That's because this is where we need, I'm not saying we don't need the White House, but if we take Congress, the White House becomes less relevant. Less. Not irrelevant, but less relevant. I think we split the difference. I think we take a little bit of Rob, a little bit of John, and we hire conservative crisis actors. Okay. <laughs> and we put them, you know, we run them as Republicans, and hmm. they're saying, you know, very liberal things that most of the country agrees with. It just It's like the guy that would never, ever vote for a Democrat. Well, let's say I'm a Republican today. Right. Oh, I'll vote for you now. You know, we heard that from Mona yeah. when she was running for state rep, and she came in there and talked about how when she was talking issues with people, like, oh, I agree with you. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then when it came to, oh, you're a Democrat? Oh, no. Conservative I I cannot vote for you. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And my... Uh, and it's okay. The, All right. My, my middle... That's where we spend the money. Yes! That's where we spend the money. Oh, okay. I got five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> my middle that ground idea shit. was to just, uh, uh, just divvy it up Make it very commercialized and let the corporations battle it out, basically on C-SPAN. Like, okay, this is the uh, the the representative from Starbucks. He doesn't want plastic straws do anymore. Want, do you want this on C-SPAN? <laughs> like you and the other four guys that watch it will be well informed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somewhere else then. Uh, but I'm just saying, I'm bro. saying just, that that is the world that we have opened up, and I think that the Democrats. 
at the lower rungs still have uh, are still playing a different game than the Republicans at the lower rungs because of the things that you mentioned, John, of the, the monolithic thing that has been teaching them the system for 40 years. It doesn't matter what you say, we'll still get you elected. doesn't matter what you say, we'll still get you elected. We'll say the most awful thing along with you, and we'll still get you elected. Right. And this is why. This is what we got to do. The, the, the fucking oil reserves are still in the ground. The oil companies cannot have it that we are switching. This is our mission. And they tell them that along the way. This is our fucking mission. We don't have that. We don't have the director to give instructions. We don't. We have a, a wonderful lady, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, gone through that whole thing. Still looks, comes up classy looking every day. Still Schiff. No matter how nasty his little words are, he still comes out looking classy at the end of the day. They're not playing the right game. That's what I'm saying. Is Trump is our president now. He's changed the Republican Party. I've switched. A new mind. game has to be played. I, I've been saying that. Okay. No, no I. Well, well, that was my opinion. Okay, all right. Well, well let me. Let me okay. So, what's the game then? We have to like basically pull off certain easy targets to vote with the Democrats. I think we have. Look at and the 2018 results. Show that. That wasn't easy. Okay. But well, but the people <laughs> that vo- but the people that voted, you know, or at least well, I don't know. But my my sense is many of the people that voted for Democrats in the 2018 congressional elections also had voted for Trump previously. All right, let's bring it back. Right. Around I, would, here. I would say more likely that they didn't vote, previously. or they didn't vote. Or that's that's that's, 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 that's probably more accurate. They didn't vote. You're right. That's probably more accurate. But let's bring it back around here. Uh, Slotkin Bishop. Uh, that was our big one. That was our first example. If Bishop would have gotten way more money to have Slotkin's stances on certain things would that have gotten him elected would he have done different things now being not elected running on those same things that the the, the bigger party was telling him to go on but it was obviously she was a moderate democrat she she's got some some interesting ideas about um where the country should go and they are somewhat progressive but she's not out there rabble-rousing for it, she is just taking it all in and, and reporting back. She's a very moderate type of a person. Um, whereas him now, if he would have gotten money, a lot of it, from Democratic donors to say things and vote with those things, to be that voice here in the 8th District, and he won, he would take it again the next time. Because he won, and that's the game. That's that's the different little niche that I'm talking about. And and don't get me wrong. You can look at open secrets. The the corporations they do that. They 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 hedge their bets. They, of course, they, they do Democrat Republican. They, they it's to, to the one that they think is going to be the best, the one that's going to get them the best deal on their return on investment. So, I'm just saying that we have donors. We do. And I don't know where our donor money is going, but I'm saying that we need to start playing a different game with our donor money. Is And that and that game takes place until power is is, is rassled. I would say that... And, and those morale, mor- morals can come back into play. Look, I would say, I think we are. We are making a difference. It's just not the headline differences. Trump needs headlines. Yeah. He freaking needs them like heroin. Okay, so he needs to be out in front of the news cycle and in the middle of it, and it's just bad, good, all together. He just needs to be in the center of this fucking storm. Because he needs an actor. Because he's he's acting. He's He's playing the new game. Well, he's not the first president that's an actor. Right, but second. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yes, I understand literally. But I'm just saying that you know, you're always a bit of an actor in that position. Sure, I'm there. All the good actors win. Well, that goes back to this whole storytelling thing we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, but I think that there is progress being made, and I think a lot of it's the non-headline variety. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the effort to change how electoral votes are counted. We just added another state. I think it was Maryland. Just mm-hmm. added in. It's now another state. And I think we just need one or two more states now that basically will say their delegates will, that by law, they're making it the law of their state to say, their electoral delegates will cast their electoral votes with whoever wins the popular vote. You in, in their state. A, in their state. Right. And if enough states join this compact and do it, it becomes de facto 
without having to do a constitutional amendment, which is virtually impossible these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. So well, that's a big that can't that's a big for that one. that's a big big change. Yeah. But it's right. subtle too. It's, it's a big change it's, that's under it's, the radar right and it's now. Going, and the, but it's being funded. It's not happening without money. That is being funded by our donor base. Mm-hmm. All right. That's something that's happening slowly but surely, but behind the scenes. And it's and that's it because it's a story that that will. If someone came in and told that story, then the conservative base would go ape shit crazy, and it'd be a bigger thing, and it would never happen. Right. So that's one of those things, like the, the backdoor deals. But I did hear a rumor okay. that uh, Hillary Clinton's running again. <laughs> <laughs> She's in training, and training. I heard she took a role in a community theater version of Arsenic and Old Lace to, to brush up on her chops. Okay. So, yeah. This she might, even, she might even come to Michigan this time. All right. right. She's got my vote. Why bother? <laughs> Bernie already took Michigan. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Are we... Have we uh, mind this topic? Have we mind that? Okay. I, well, it's, you know. <laughs> There's no more coal in this topic. <laughs> okay. I don't care what you guys say. What about big, beautiful coal? Oh, that's the only coal that's left. <laughs> right. You know? And when you find it, they come in large chunks. Yeah, right. to, there's no veins of coal anymore. Beautiful coal. Uh, so I saw a meme today okay. that took Donald Trump's lips and photoshopped them two over his eyes, and you can't tell the difference. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, boy. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Mm. Yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's no end of entertainment, really. Uh, this is true. Unfortunately, meanwhile at the border, yeah. So uh, we should delve into the the homeland security stuff. Uh, we'll go back to it. Stephen Miller, of course, um, member of the master race, obviously, is now <laughs> going to be in charge of. <laughs> you won't uh, let that Jewish heritage get in the way. <laughs> what? Whatever. So uh, Talib uh, made a comment calling him a white nationalist, right. and she is getting just hounded, <laughs> just being know. called a. Uh, uh, I mean, calling it anti-Semitic, right? So let's let's lay that up. Let's diagram that, okay? So let's diagram that. I can't even. So, that. so, so. Uh, uh, I, don't, I think I don't think it was Tlaib. Actually, I think it was Imar. Uh, uh, oh, it was Imar Ilhan of of Minnesota. Tlaib so, just said, "Yeah, yeah." I think in the back. So, 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 uh, uh, Muslim member of Congress yes. calls white Jewish guy a white nationalist because of. What he says and does, which is a white nationalism, mm-hmm. by every metric, everything that Stephen Miller stands for is white nationalism. Like just short of murder, you know, yeah. right? Pretty much, and he's he's got that. That's in the safe. <laughs> that's, that's he's waiting for that. Okay. See, that's for the twenty twenty reelection. <laughs> and Stephen Miller, my guy, came out, shot a bunch of brownies. So, like, oh God, what's going on? So she called him out, basically labeled him what he is as a white nationalist, right? And so the party of white nationalism, the Republicans, that Stephen Miller is one of, then call out the uh, Muslim member of Congress for being anti-Semitic because Stephen Miller happens to be Jewish, the Judaism that he pretty much has rejected and repelled, his own uncle calling him out in an an op-ed, basically saying that his son's actions towards immigrants betray his own heritage and a complete look at Stephen Miller's uh, background is, is that he has rejected his heritage. It's not something he is proud of or is uh, doesn't even want it really acknowledged. But when it suits the party of white nationalism, the Republicans, they then say, oh, it's anti-Semitic. Well, it's, a, it's even worse than that because the world's historically most famous white nationalist it's completely anti-Semitic. You just it, genocide is anti-Semitic. I, uh, right. Uh, right. And so, there you have it. Uh, this is the state of of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And what happens? What I this is where this is where progressives, Democrats, liberals, whatever. This is where we all go. We all start chasing our own tail. And because then somebody goes. Because then you have people within the Democratic Party that go. Wait a minute. And then they start attacking Tlaib or or Ohan, uh, Ilhan that say, you know, you can't say you that. can't say that, you know, uh, and you know that, oh, that's anti-Semitic. Oh my God, we're not anti-Semitic. And you're like, okay, just whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, so we can't. We don't have any coherent strategy there. And I, we are putting ourselves through 
multiple purity tests, as you've talked about, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that political correctness is a, a conservative construct, something they started long ago to get to get people all wrapped up. You know, it's like it's like why can't you call someone a liar? Right. In politics, why is that a thing? <sighs> well. I think that. Oh, what you mean? Why can't you? Well, yeah, you why can't, can't you? you can. Well, you can't. But but it's it's they, frowned upon. Yeah, they they don't. No one ever calls it, anyone. Yeah, a liar. It's an no one's called Trump it's a liar. liar. I mean, they they do now. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they, there are some that do. But yeah, they still use that language. Is what David's saying of you know like uh, an my good friend on the other side of the aisle. Exactly. Well, he's told an untruth. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 I mean, and then the media abets this yeah, largely. Yeah. We're, we're we're loath to. Call out what what is obvious, which right. is interesting because the AP this week, well, last week actually, the Associated Press sent out a guidance, a update to their style guide that said if something's racist, you can call it racist. Yeah, finally. you don't have to say it's um, uh, 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 racist rhetoric, or you can just say it's racist. It's okay, uh, or you know, fed by racism, or always finding these ways to sort of water it a little bit, even yeah. if it's just a little, but not just calling something out and out racism. So if somebody makes an out and out racist statement, it is okay to say that is a racist statement. Uh, and and it wasn't for a long time. And you I know, think that's right. on purpose. Too. Well, and I think the 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 media is and has been for a while, uh, especially and and this is more a, a piece of the the modern broadcast media. So I'm more. This is the, born out of the twenty four hour news cycle in the CNN and the in the in the cable news era of treating any issue of here's how I, here's how we cover an issue. Okay, so the issue is um, uh, you know white nationalism. Let's use that. Okay, so. I will now present the point of view of somebody who is against white nationalism, and I will, I will now give the put the microphone in front of somebody who is a white nationalist, and they will present their point of view, and I have now covered this story. And you walk away, and in other words, you give everything equal, and you say, oh, I've covered it. See, I've given both sides, whereas there are no both sides. Are, are we trying to say that, that white nationalism, racism, hatred is somehow we can't call it what it is. It's why are we giving a platform to someone who is openly racist or hateful? Is this we, is like litigation-proof stuff? Like, see why I cover your ass? Yeah, things? probably. Probably has something to do with it. I'm sure that does have something to do with it. Uh, but it's basically you parachute in, you give five minutes to one side, five minutes to the other, and you provide no analysis. That's what I'm getting at. A true journalist, you may go ahead and give five minutes to the racist, and then tear down their argument and point out everything they said that's completely racist. Uh, you know, just provide some analysis. And it has to be, I mean, it has to be good analysis. It has to be non-biased analysis. You can, and again, this goes to, you can call someone a racist. It doesn't mean you're biased. Uh, and, and this is where we've got this thing where you're talking about you can't call someone a liar. Because, oh, there, you took a side. Yes, I've taken the side of truth. <laughs> I'll be on that side, sure. Right. Uh, but we shy away from that. I don't want to take a side. I, I, we, we, this notion that journalists or the media are somehow that they they are to be devoid of all political opinion is ridiculous. That they're not allowed to have a political opinion. I think is is it's just it's unsustainable. I think the difference is, and I always look. I always point whenever I get complaints that say, you know, because I'm a news person, I cover news. And somebody will complain and say, ah, you're a liberal, so everything you do is as a liberal. And I always will say, I will point and I will say, go to our archive, find a story that you, please point out any story that I, I just say, look at the work. Look at the work. Not right. what I say on Facebook or not what I've said or who, whatever. Just look at the work and tell me, point to me something that is is biased. What do you say to people when they like come in and accuse you of uh, setting the agenda? Like right. you only cover the stuff that 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 you believe. I, I say the same thing. Show me. I will. I point to the work. Show me. Okay, because I, you know, I had, uh, I had uh, somebody that used to work uh, that was the media person for our previous congressman, Republican, who accused me of bias. Okay, and said all you ever do is cover the negative stories, and this was because I had sought a comment. And this was in the last campaign. 
and it was getting heated. It was in the last couple weeks of the campaign. It was getting pretty hot, and I saw a, a comment from the congressman about an accusation that had been made. An accusation, by the way, that turned out to be true. <laughs> and uh, saw, you know, it's weird how that happened. By the way, <laughs> and uh, saw a comment in their. Press person got all hot and bothered under the collar, accused me of bias, said, all you ever do is cover the negative stories. It's all you ever do. All you, you don't cover any of the positive stories. I'm like, okay. So I myself went to our archive and then dug out. I just did a search term, pulled out all the stories, and I said, okay, here's all the links. I sent her an email, and I CC'd her boss, and I said, here's all the links of the stories over the past two years of your person, okay, that we have covered, that I've that I've covered, that I've been in charge of. Mm-hmm. All right, here they all are. I classify each of these stories, and, and I say, here's the link, so you can look at them yourself. And basically, let's say there were 20 stories. Okay, and I said it's, it was interesting. It was like eight are positive, eight were just like positive, like so and so comes and visits, and cuts a ribbon, or so and so introduces a new bill. You know, they're just they're just general positive stories of something that you know any sitting congressperson gets that kind of coverage. And then eight were negative. All right, and four were neutral. I mean, it really, and I was I, even I was surprised. I'm like, wow, I couldn't have even done that any better if I tried. <laughs> you know, like that was like completely balanced. And I sent that and said, please, I said, this is my interpretation of these stories. You point to me where you think this is a wrong interpretation. And lo and behold, that person had to apologize to me. Lo and behold, actually, that person left that office not that long after. Of course, it was right before he lost, so maybe they were just smart. But anyway. Resigning. (laughs) Wink, wink. So I'm just saying that for journalists, there's, there's there's a hesitancy for media people. I guess I should make the delineation. I think real journalists know how to do this. Media people who are hesitant to call a racist a racist, who are hesitant to make any kind of analysis on somebody who says an obvious untruth. You say something that is obviously untrue, provably untrue, not subjectively untrue, objectively an untrue thing, and you don't call it out in your story, then you you have taken a side. All right. I want to jump in there. I agree that the liar, the racist, the the term, the the delineation of something shouldn't really be in a news story from a newscaster. That analysis that you talked about is great on cable news, is, is wonderful. What I want out of a journalist is tough questions. Right. I want both sides tough questions asked if not answered, followed up on, if not answered again, then reported that I've asked this several times, there's something here, right. I don't know why he's not. And those are the kind of the uh, analysis that I want of the situation from a news person is I don't want their opinion. I, I really, yeah, I'm not, when I say I, analysis, I don't mean opinion. I don't want them to even label things. I want them to show the interaction. Right. I want them to have tough poignant questions. I saw one um, one of those uh, the South South didn't succeed because of slavery. It was all kinds of different things. Okay, well, you said one. Can you name another? Well, uh, tyranny. Well, what's tyranny? Well, when the government kind of wants to, you know, do something for you and, well, kind of like slavery. I mean, those are the type of questions that well, will stop those people in their tracks to to get them off of yeah. their, their written statements. The lack of adequate follow-up questions is probably one right. of the biggest, because it's the follow-up question it's is the, where the exactly. real shit comes down. And why Trump doesn't yeah. want any. Right. Why he limits it to one. No, no, no. Because it is those times. Right. You, you, get the first, you. you get the first nugget in the first question, you get an answer, and then you dig harder on the answer than you did on the first question. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I don't see in media. I just don't see it. Everybody wants to have an opinion. Everybody it's wants there, to label. It's there, but it's the Everybody distinct minority. Say, um, what was her name? Il- Ilhar Oman or, you know, her tweet went round the world and it all got labeled as something on both sides. And it shouldn't have been. It, it should have been what exactly was, were you trying to say? Could you please explain more? 
would you like to have five minutes, go to the next guy, do you understand that this is what she was trying to say, get that interaction on coverage, and then show it to people and let them make their decision about who is so, the dirtier person. That's all well and good, but if there's no audience for it, yeah, okay. you know, it, it comes down to money again, right? You know, and, 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 and clicks, and, and, clicks and who's and, on the who's yeah. on what channel, and all of that same SEO marketing, yep. and, and and once again, that is my dismay and my whole epiphany this weekend is the only way to win. The only way to wrestle that back, to get back to those type of things, is to point out the ugly where you see it, not not as a point, but just show the interaction of the people on the bridge getting the shit kicked out of them because they're trying to cross a bridge on a march. That type of thing shocks people far more than someone saying those. But imagine Fox News covering the Selma, covering uh, Selma. Right. All right. Rioters. Trying to, you know, these uh, trying to disturb law and order, peaceful citizens trying to, and look at these rioters, these, you know, lawbreakers. And, and David, I. Attacking uh, law enforcement. If there's no audience, it's because there's, it's never been tried. I, I, in no, my no, opinion, no, no, there's, really, there's no, there was an audience. <laughs> yeah, there was. There and, used to be. And they, and they went away. Anymore. They went away because yeah. now we have social media. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to rely on. That one person to bring in the news, we can make up our own. Yeah. So make up you our know, own little bubble and, and, and get what, memes, just what we want. Memes do far more. Oh yeah. Than any news person. I mean, and, no offense. And then, no. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and it's true. Tweets, I know and, that. And that was the thing I wanted to come up on her tweet. If she would have just changed her wording a little bit to show off, like, is this the country we want to live in, or you know, to be able to show. Hey, this is this is what this guy said. I am objectionable of it. Are you guys too? And Something. Thirty percent of the country says yes. Yeah. That is the place I want to live. Yep. In. Well, then they're going to go make a meme about it. Yep. Exactly. And so here it is. So this is what what I think the internet and social media uh, has done. It's it's a limited. And I was talking about this before. I think we got to be arguing about it. But it's fractured the power of media, and now it's put like uh, so someone like in your group of friends. Mm-hmm. There's going to be you or somebody else could be a bigger influencer than anything coming in simply sure. by throwing a meme out there that's kind of funny, yeah. and then that'll stick, you know. And that's that's you know we've we've empowered the populace. So when you said like send it out there and have people make up their own minds, well that doesn't fucking work, because then they they just they'll just go whatever you know preconceived notion there's because there's no cognitive uh, critical thinking aspects of it. It's just it's it's that road most traveled stuff, mm-hmm. you know the antithesis of Robert Frost, and and that's you know I think that's where our money needs to be spent. Like I'm saying, we fight you know tyranny with entertainment. Yeah, and I think that was I think still think that's the best plan. Yeah, trolling for good. Yeah, uh, I think there's a there's and there's conservative crisis actors. There's yeah I, <laughs> I do. Want you, you might convince me on that. I want that. Yeah, that like, I, like you know pay somebody to register as a Republican and run. Well, I mean, because the, they simply have the R behind their name. Yeah, all it takes is the R. They can say whatever they want, and they, they mean they don't really care about the ramifications of it, because mm-hmm. they don't really care if they get elected. It doesn't matter if they get elected. They're changing the conversation and right. changing the memes. All right, shut up. So this all is. Right, I, you know what? I'm going to take this. I, I'm going to remove that from the podcast. <laughs> Just like so, we can don't remove that though. So someone knows something's missing. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like the missing minutes on the Nixon tapes. Oh, you know? oh God! If Nixon had digital technology, he'd still be president. Like to this day, <laughs> he'd be dead and still the president. Yeah. Like, we, well, yeah. They voted in Las Vegas. They voted on that dude. Well, and, and that's. Another thing is is my sneaky plan. It it isn't switching them from Republican to Democrat. It's to switch the Republican Party's thinking and right. still have them be Republicans, right. which then resonates to the whole party. Well, hey, we're siding with the Democrats this time, and everything's okay. No, I got the plan. You know, I have the plan. It's the Party of Lincoln tour, and we just say stuff that Abraham Lincoln said. It, it, it would probably work, and it's so sad. <laughs> but no, let's that's try it. Sad. No, if it works, it's good. <laughs> yeah. And then we do a celebrity death match with a Trump versus Lincoln animated, <laughs> and then Lincoln wins because <laughs> he was a wrestler. He was a wrestling champion, and Bone Spurs couldn't. He can't compete with that. No. He would say he won though. 
He would. Trump's the one guy that would tap out in the middle of a ring and then, you know, say, I and won. The, and then take the belt and run. <laughs> Drop his ball in the, in the, on the green. I only vaguely remember this, but you were a wrestling fan, is that I guess, and practitioner at one time. And and there was a, a an era there where Trump was involved in the yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. He's doing actually in the uh, pro wrestling thing. hall of fame. There was a time when he hit one of the the women wrestlers. No, no, no. He pulled, so here's so <laughs> there was a Rosie O'Donnell impersonator. Who was a female wrestler, and uh, Trump came in and, and pushed her down, and she got, got her comeuppance on him because yeah. he was a female wrestler. But he actually, uh, he uh, actually clotheslined Vince McMahon right out of his shoes. Once. It was out of okay. It's it planned. Was, it of was, yeah, right, there was okay. a great right. segment on wrestling, by the way. John Oliver in his show, yeah, two, two weeks ago, yeah, yeah did, largely misinformed too. You yeah. think so? Oh, and I know so. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it? I watched it. It, it, it was um, a British guy's. I mean, it was it was it was aimed strictly at WWE. It was, but it was a pick and choose. So a lot like. Those, a lot of those early deaths when people have left WWE, mm-hmm. you know, and what WWE does now, there's a, a man, there are they, yes, they are independent contractors, uh, much like stunt people, the same contract stunt people get when they're in a mm-hmm. film. And uh, but uh, what uh, the organization does is they, they provide uh, rehab for anyone that's ever like, touched their company. Um, if that's necessary, they provide, uh, of course, medical care when they're in, in service. You know, if it's an indirect okay. thing. So just like a stud person, they have to carry their own insurance. They're all independent contractors. And uh, it's, it's equating it to a sport is the issue. Because it's not. There's no competition involved. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's performance art. Right. Yeah. Like a movie. Okay. It's just an incredibly, okay. incredibly strenuous movie. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. In those early deaths, you, know, so you, you don't blame SAG because a bunch of actors OD'd. Just lifestyle. They're rock stars. These are yeah. traveling rock stars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what John Oliver kind of had off. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. So you can tell um, you what you she, can, was, she was upset. You just did. She was upset about it. <laughs> you just did. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to comment. I'll oh, you could. Later. You could. No, I was just going to tell her. Yeah. Live. All right. All right. Uh, uh, sorry to get off on that. Um, you, no. You brought sure. up health insurance, and uh, yeah. I oh God, to, yeah. I wanted, Oh, that too. I wanted to transition. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Yeah. No, we don't have it anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, I, why are we still talking about it? So, in the middle of all this shit, he just decides, to, all yeah. right, all of my courts are going to reject the ACA. And Mitch McConnell literally probably crapped his pants. <laughs> what? Now? There's a but an election. Now? People like this. we got to get rid of it when people think they don't like this. And uh, got Trump to change his mind. Right. But there's still the, the, the whole, the impetuous... Um, repeal or, sh- or strike down with absolutely zero replacement. Um, it was Barr. Barr. The yep. Barr hearing. Uh, mm. Sometimes I watch too, Rob. You watch the clips, but that's okay. No, no, watch no, the no, clips no, no, no. I watched a great deal of the Barr thing because mm-hmm. I find the guy, he's like, he yeah. reminds me of Steve Bannon. He's, oh, he's just fascinatingly uh, sleazy. Did yes, you, did yeah. you take that? Yeah. Like, like, the man can talk his way out of anything. I, thought, I found him fascinatingly amoral. Uh, yes, just, there's, 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 there's no, there's no moral fortitude. There's just a, this is money, and oh, well, well, people die, even, people may die, but this is the thing. If you don't like it, they even got him to admit it that you know you, you're supposed to work for the American people and you're doing the president's bidding. Don't right. you find that you know? And he basically admitted it. He, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not you know the, he's my boss. I have to do, it. and that's not really the case. But that's the <laughs> that's the line he is towing, and he has towed before for being the other uh, the previous attorney general. Um, but the 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 one in there about the ACA, somebody a very it was actually a, a very intelligent line of questioning about um, wouldn't you without having you you are the safety net of our country without having a plan in place wouldn't you even if you win this case ask for a stay so that. A, a solution can be put in place so that we aren't killing people. I mean, this is going to be very disruptive, and we would have loved for all these years your Republican colleagues to have been putting a plan together that is better. And he answered no. And that's what was so disturbing to me, was he is just so fucking legally minded, 
in his brain, he he is always going to leave himself an out for himself, self-serving, for himself to be able to sleep at night about that. And his answer was basically, well, you can bring any case you want, you know. And that is what a lawyer is supposed to say, but in your moral world, which is one of those interchanges that kind of clicked it's, in for me. It's my moral world? Well, wow. the, 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 the moral world that you spoke of, yes. that all people should be living in, but for some reason they aren't, um, that was the, the, the moment that I, I really realized that they're playing two different games. There's somebody that some of them are using that to gain notoriety and, and to get on the, the good side of Democrats and to get on the good side of Democratic donors, but there are people up there that really do care and, and, and offer lines of questioning like that or AOC or all these other things that can come up in those hearings and don't. But at that moment, I noticed that he fucking could care less. His, his blinders were on to this is, these are the things that get me in trouble outside <laughs> of my blinders. As long as I'm in here, right. I'm good. And I don't care if there's people. I don't care if there's there's deaths. I don't care if there's babies. That and you know you can go on and on with the hypocrisy of all of that. But that is how they are able to do that. Is they they put up those blinders and they know their limits, and just stay within their lane. And it was and it was brought up in the Cohen hearing. Keep on message. Keep on message. Doesn't matter what the fucking message is. If you keep on it long enough. You will get support for it, and mm-hmm. and and it's forty years of that. Something's got to change, you know. We, I, I, I feel that the combat that we are waging now is insufficient. It is, it is, it is a meme warfare now. It is a sound clip warfare now. It is an acting warfare now, and it is a money warfare well, now, more than it has ever, ever been. That's why I, I think you could point to someone like AOC and say that's a response to that. Right. I'm more, I am now myself personally drifting more towards the AOC wing of this party. I'm, I'm not saying she's perfect, I'm not saying she's got all the answers, but I like generally what she says, and, and more importantly, how she says it, mm-hmm. forcefully and with conviction. Okay, not tentatively like you were just talking about. Right. Well, I got to leave myself an out, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure I'm within these parameters because you know they could go that I want to be able to. Do it. But just saying, this is it. This is what this is where I think on this, and, and here it is. Take it, leave but, it. But and like AOC, she got slammed for yeah. coming up with that Green New Deal, and there was a lot to talk about. The cows all have to die. We're going to have trees. I mean, they had all but, kinds of, and she never. Wavered, right? That's what I'm talking. She it, stayed on her target. You know you're gonna lane. get attacked. Yeah. And the thing is, that's really not that new. Right. That's not a new thing. You can go back to FDR and one of his famous speeches, where you know he's trying to implement all these social programs out of the depression, and of course the the, the moneyed interests hated him, thought he was a traitor to his class, mm-hmm. and he, in this very famous speech, I think it was in, in his second re-election campaign, basically said, I welcome their hate. Yeah. Meaning, A, acknowledged they hate me, and B, said, it's a, this is a good sign. When these people attack me, you know I'm doing the right thing for you. Right. Okay? And you know that. And that we've gotten so averse to any kind of criticism. Like, oh, I'm being criticized. I, I must I better change it so I can avoid Instead of saying, well, wait, who is criticizing me and why? Right. And, right, you know, and, and, it, and it's largely because of this social media thing where people yeah. are making memes, right? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think so. Here's what I like about AOC is that it's the same, basically the same thing, is that she's sticking to the story. She's she's like, like the Republicans. This is it. This is the story. This is my narrative. Mm-hmm. This is my narrative. Right. It's not going to waver. It's not going to change. And I think um, uh, that scares a lot of Democrats. It terrifies oh, them because yeah, yeah. they're not playing the political process. It, it scares it, a. It scares Republicans because she's like a Latino woman, and they're all afraid <laughs> they saw some like bad Sanford and Son or some shit. Where they <laughs> she's gonna go all Latina on me, and that's that's a completely different thing. But it's scaring uh, progressives or the establishment Democrats right. uh, because that's not the game. Our game is to be measured. Our game is to be uh, polite. Our game is to be classy. And I'm just saying, don't be classy. We're not, we don't live in a classy world. Our president is Donald fucking Trump. Mm-hmm. We do not live in a classy world at all. And do we want to sink to that level? 
in certain respects, sure. You know, I, I would sink to the, the not to the level of the rhetoric and not to the level of, of actually injuring people, but I would I would sink to the level of, of playing ball on that field with our own ideas yeah. and our own concepts. Well and and once again sometimes that shatters the the din of those type of things when you are a little outlandish and your and and it is successful. And this, but she, but I mean, I don't know if you saw that thing where she was on Instagram putting together a piece of IKEA furniture while drinking wine and mm-hmm. talking about issues. Right. right. I mean, and here's the thing: is she comes off as intensely casual. I mean, I I I, I like that combination of terminology because she just has this effortless way about her. That she's doing, and it's it's like the most millennial thing you've ever seen. You know who that's like, you know, the W. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can. I, I guess you can see right. that. Yeah, yeah. And and so I think that it's it's interesting if if Democrats are going to take a cue for it. I mean, I look, I like Nancy Pelosi. I want her to be the the Speaker of the House right now, but her time is coming to an end. And you know, and I'm not saying it's AOC. I'm just saying. I think we need to go more in that direction as a party. An attitude. Yeah. I think the attitude right. needs to change. And I think there's a lot of uh, the, the freshman members of Congress, because before, remember, it was only Alan Grayson screaming right. into the wind. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just like, bah, bah, and he's like the loud, obnoxious one, and we're like, oh, God, him yeah. again. Yeah. But now we have to realize the Republican Party is loud and obnoxious and in your face. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what sells. And... Democrats have, a, for a long time, haven't figured out what's sold. Well, you said it, I think, last week, and it was an interesting thought. I was thinking about it more in the past week, where you said uh, that, for instance, when Al Franken was attacked, if Al Franken had been more like Trump in that sense and said, no. When they said, oh, you have to resign, no. It's a USO tour for a yeah. bunch of comedy. Yeah. No. No. Nah. no. I'm not going to do it. Poor, poor taste of a joke. Yeah. I mean, but vote me out if you need to, but till then, no. And and uh, right and 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 speaking of I, I, can't, I, can't, I could not argue with that. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, because the ultimate the the end result of you could, you could debate all the dynamics in the middle. The end result was a key player, a key piece was taken off the board. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the bottom line on right. that. Yeah. And no one ever even researched where the story came from, how it got there, uh, how many bots sold it, how, you know, who they were selling it to, how it had got to the point where it did. Because he was an establishment Democrat, right. so he's like, "I gotta go." Yeah, that's right, right. He was reading it, from the old playbook. It's what yeah. we do. I, yeah. I, I, I'm oh, accused. That's I it. I'm done. Leave. There's a picture of me making a joke. Well, I'm fucked. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that even you know, if you want to go back further, that narrative of our government is proper and 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 not of the people. They're of aristocrats, and we have you know uh, properness and all of that. That comes from. The rich people trying yeah. to separate that out. They didn't want the old people. rich. Yeah, the old rich. New yeah. rich is the president, and, and they don't want people <laughs> like a, a bartender AOC in there no. who who has had to you know work her life and and sees it, the the two vast differences from her life a year ago to her life now. See, but what they learned you know, from W was that blue collar is appeal. The guy chopping wood mm-hmm. or making a golf shot saying, check this shit out. Right. You know, that appeals. Oh, it's real. It's, yeah. it's authentic. Even I, when I, it's manufactured. Even when it's manufactured, <laughs> it's authentic. You know, it, 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 is, it, it authentically grabs your attention. And that was, you know, uh, uh, one of those things that you have to, you have to somewhat try and understand first is that no one is really got enough power to really be on our side, except for all of us. Right. And, and we have to do it together. So look at the most compelling Obama story, in my opinion. When he was uh, 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 fighting a cigarette addiction. The absolute, the, the right was tearing him apart for smoking. And he was completely honest about it. Like, I, I, I got a habit. I'm I, trying I to, I, my wife is killing me with this. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh yeah, my wife kills me with tons of stuff. And that that right there, I think, is what kind of encapsulated the Obama presidency. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of that kind of realness. Same way W chopping wood on his ranch, with making no mention of how much his family money his family has. Right. Made no mention of how rich they were. Um, and Trump did the same thing. And he walked out as the the, the blue collar guy. Made good is his narrative, his story. 
And he never was, of course. It's all completely manufactured. Yeah. But, you know, but, I, but I, the kind of guy that went to Yale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Through my own hard work. And it, that was it, the bootstraps thing. No one could ever deny the Obama bootstraps. Right, right. No one could ever deny the George W. Bush manufactured bootstraps. The Mitt Romney, no bootstraps. That's why I'm so surprised McCain did so poorly. Now it is, well, he brought on... Well, <laughs> brought on idiot and that's well, uh, well, tanked him. That's right. Uh, Palin, yeah. even second time around. Yeah. You know why? That, and that's I think that's why it's so oil and water. Why why Trump hates McCain so much is because he's the example of a Republican well, guy that that brought himself up. Okay, so perfect example about McCain because in two thousand I voted for McCain in the Michigan primary in two thousand. Yeah. All right. Because I believed in him. Two thousand McCain was different. I, I mean, it, well, damn right he was different. And then when 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 the George W. Bush campaign skunked him in South Carolina with those scurrilous rumors about his adopted daughter that it was... Yes, I said scurrilous. Skunk and scurrilous. <laughs> That's right, I did. Damn right. It was very scurrilous. Uh, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Who's the daddy, daddy baby here again? This is McCain or Obama? Yeah, wait, wait, the, McCain, the Bush McCain campaign. Was... The Bush campaign was basically behind these. Uh, there was t- some robocalls that went out in South Carolina primary uh, that basically uh, McCain's adopted uh, daughter, who's I don't know if she's African American, but she, she was, was Colombian. So something the, South America. I thought it was like a, a South Asian. Oh, almost. maybe South yeah. Asian. Anyway, she was a colored. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lived in a trailer. She were colored. Oh, God. I have to resign now. From <laughs> I am resigning from the podcast. It's not because... Uh, don't resign because, you, you, know, you know, you said something I bad. I have said just something joke. wrong. It was just a bad joke. I need to resign. I'm resigning because... She was a person of color. Anyway. <laughs> so, God. What were you saying, John? <laughs> I am now announcing for the Republican Party. John's been binging Sanford and Son episodes. Anyway, so after that, he lost South Carolina. And he was on a roll, and then South Carolina was this wall that hit, and his campaign was Speech. over, and Bush went on to win the presidency. Okay? And then in 2004, McCain genuflected, mm-hmm. and you were like, what the fuck? Fuck are you doing? He he didn't take the Kool Aid in so much as he's like, well, I got to play the role. You know, I got to suck the dick. If I want, well, I mean, because that's what I, that's how I saw it at the time. And John would like to say yeah. that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> if you're interested, I, it's, in that. It's, that is not a reference either way. I'm just you just saying. said he did a bad thing, and it no, 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 no. If you're, you're sucking a dick, you don't want to suck. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do whether you like dicks or not. You could, so li- you could like dick, but you, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. what I'm saying. No, it wasn't. But that yeah. is. No, I'm, is. I'm using the phrase "suck the dick" as if you're a prostitute. In a trailer <laughs> just, with them collards. <laughs> David's having a lot of fun with this. I'd like, like to announce that I am again resigning. I need you to resign from life. <laughs> I know. Resigning I'm from life. resigning yeah. from. You're such uh, a fucking Democrat. Just stand okay, up. So the point is. <laughs> <laughs> no. John, we want you to resign. No. Suck a dick. Oh, he doubled down. See, damn it. Now, wouldn't you like to see that in one of the, one of the debates? Of one of the, oh, jeez. Yeah, just suck That's a dick. That's kind of one of the reasons I want Joe Biden in there, because he's getting a little little wonky in his age. He, he kind of is. that out. Yeah. But, Actually, but you touch girls. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, just takes his right, walker and So my away. point is, is that McCain, here you have McCain, the Straight Talk Express... He, he gets completely fucked over. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> he gets completely <laughs> fucked over by Bush. And then, because of his craving for power, he sacrificed his own, I'm sorry, his own principles, his own family, really. Yeah. His own family honor. His own personal honor, I thought. Yeah. And then after 2004, I'm like, I, I just, I can't listen to this guy anymore. He does, I can't take him seriously. He tried to make a big comeback. Be- but. Because he genuflected to that. That that because he had his eye on the White House in two thousand eight because all he wanted and was after losing in two thousand he says well two thousand four is out so I want two thousand eight and I will do whatever it takes so he became a typical politician is yeah. what I'm getting at and he stopped being the straight talk express guy of two thousand where you're straight. like shit I like this guy I could vote for this guy and then you realize oh no he's just like everybody else never right been. and don't you see that as like the beginnings of the end of the republican party that was kind of the battle of the moderate 
old guy Republican conservative versus the new wing who is going to be sensational, who is going to get headlines, yeah. who is going to get bigger donors, who is and they did exactly what I'm talking about is they went in and they got eight or ten Republicans to be on their side and gave them a bunch of fucking money and here we are 30 years later with Donald Trump. So they were right. McCain was wrong, is my point. Is they were, if he would have gone the other way and went crazy, they their numbers were I, telling I wouldn't them, say they were right or wrong. I would say they were successful. All right, their numbers <laughs> okay. were telling them that there was a winning strategy in yes. this route. Yes. We go this route towards right. the white nationalists, towards the whack jobs right. of this nation. They had a we winning. We can fleece them blind. Right. We can have all their money and sell them Win. red hats, and we can give them rocks <laughs> with Donald's Win. face on it. And pretty soon, no one will be able when to touch you un- us because it is we've much, closed the door. It is much easier to win when you unleash yourself from any sort of ethical or moral base. Yeah, absolutely. It makes your job much easier. But even then, the popular vote means you lost. Yeah. <laughs> so there's you know, that. Yeah, either way. It's so crazy. <laughs> and and there was those moments along the way for the Democrats as well. I think John's ready to run. I think you've finally given up all pretense of ethics and morals. But you I already told you, can, you I'm a Republican now. You could be a winner. I just mm-hmm. said colored people and I made a, what could be referred to as a homophobic statement, even though it wasn't. But but it was. But it was not. Because you were transgenuflected. <laughs> And that's, you know what? You can suck a clit. What the? What? How can dare you assume I'm straight? I would like to have Freud's input on this. You know, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, Rob. Unless you're the president. This song is called Baby Don't You Cry. Find more episodes of The No Cry Zone at thenocryzone.com. Tweet Rob, John, and Dave at No Cry Zone. And find The No Cry Zone on Facebook. Listen to every Abnormal Entertainment show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, our YouTube channel, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to visit abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.